Hi, I'm Chelsea. And I'm Chris. And we are first-time parents. We are a mid-20s couple living on the east side of Seattle in Washington State. Our baby was born in the spring of 2020, and we are learning how to become parents while continuing our lives of outdoor adventure and home renovations. So come listen to our journey as we learn how to adapt parenting into our lives. Hello, Emerald City Podcast listeners. We are here to update you on month four of Jamie. You can probably hear him right now. He's playing by his ball pit. So this month, as August 2020, we are still in partial coronavirus lockdown, but we're allowed to go out places as long as we wear our mask, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of you know, rules and regulations that I'm sure everybody's familiar with. And we won't waste your time talking about that because it's super negative. <laughs> yeah, that's basically how we feel. But uh, yeah, so we we can take Jamie out some places, which has been good because starting life with a newborn when you basically can't go anywhere is kind of strange. It's like normally a time where a lot of people come visit you and either like come to see you, come see the baby, come to help out. And we didn't really have any of that just because, you know, no one was allowed to come. And then on top of that, the places we could go into the businesses were like really decreased. So I think we've been able to go a few more places now recently, um, but it's definitely still minimized and Jamie's not meeting as many uh, adults and other people as he would have before. But, you know, that's something we're working through. So during this month, uh, we definitely did some more hikes, which has been cool. Uh, We found the limit of hiking with a three-month-old. We, we tried to do this hike called Bear Mountain. We did it, really. We didn't try. And uh, it was about eight miles, but it's called Bear Mountain, as in B-A-R-E. And the mountain does not have many trees when you get onto the trail. There's like 3,500 feet of elevation gain. Yep. Yeah. Um, so for any hikers, you'll know that's that's a pretty decent amount for, you know, just like a everyday day hike. Yeah. And... So it was pretty hot that day. I think it was like low 90s. Um, Yeah, that's what it got up to in the midday, which is really hot for Western Washington. So it was pretty hot, and we were in the direct sun. Uh, Jamie was all covered up and everything, but with that, with the elevation gain and everything, it was just like pretty rough. You know, I was, I think I I had him in the baby carrier the whole time, just Mm -hmm. like sweating onto him, you know, all day. so basically there was about a mile left and he was complaining like the whole last mile. So we decided that eight miles is too much for a little baby. At least baby. in those conditions. Yeah. For a little baby in a carrier, he was not happy. Although, do you want to say the one positive thing that happened that you noticed on that hike? About your back and shoulders? Yeah. So I had my first real massage. Like by a massage therapist. Um where, you know, they actually, like, find your problem areas and then address them instead of, like, just rub you everywhere. And um, so I had that done uh, the day before. It was, I believe, on my birthday, uh, the day before the hike. And um, previously, if I had been hiking with Jamie and the carrier, after, like, a couple miles, I would really have been feeling it. and um, Like in his upper back, like, uh, at the base of his neck, pretty much. Yeah, because... 
you know, it's not really supernatural to have like 20 pounds hanging off your front all the time, especially while you're hiking up mountains. So um, anyway, so I had this massage and that was really great. It was uh, by our friend Jenny. And um, so then the next day I did this hike and I did all eight miles with Jamie strapped to me and my back felt totally fine the entire time. So that was really great. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty interesting. It just showed like we walk around with these insanely tight and sore muscles all the time. But the pain just kind of turns off because we're so used to having it that way. Mm-hmm. So it was cool that he, uh, you know, got that experience and could work it out and hopefully work it out better in the future. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, definitely a lot of lessons learned in the carrying baby. So um, as we've said before, we don't have and don't want to get a stroller. Uh, so up until now, we have carried Jamie everywhere we've taken him. So either if it's like a really short um, a to B point, we just leave him in his car seat thing. And like, like at a restaurant, he'll sit in there. Um, but if we're going to be like walking around a park on a hike, walking around like any type of store, which we don't do much of, uh, we put them in the carrier and it's been working really well. Um, today I even took him, I had to get some blood work done. It was like postpartum blood work. I even took him to lab and he stayed in the carrier. I sat down in the little blood test seat and he just sat there with me. I held his binky in and it was fine. They let me take him in. It worked great. So I think both of us are really happy that we chose to go just the carrier route. Yeah. The only um, slight inconvenience for the time being is that Chelsea's car seat in her truck is um, it's like an all-in-one. So, you know, they call it a convertible car seat because, you know, it can change when As they he get grows. bigger. Right. Um, and so anyway, so you can't like take it out. There's no like bucket style, you know, kids infant car seat um, because of, you know, the way it's designed. So anyway, so if we go to, uh, eat at a restaurant and we go and like, you know, sit outside to eat or whatever. Um, if we forget to bring like something else to put him in, then one of us just ends up like holding him the whole time. And that's a little inconvenient. Yeah. But he's yeah, definitely something to work through. <laughs> but I'm not sure that a stroller would be that much better. Mm-hmm. Um, or... I mean, they have to remember the stroller. I'm yeah. thinking that he'll just be in a high chair sometime soon in the next few months. So he could just sit at the restaurant high chairs. Yeah. So our good friend Tyler gave us a camping high chair, which is actually a really cool idea. I didn't even consider yeah, that. Yeah, we had never known they existed until he yeah. gave us one. Like, I never thought about what you would do if you wanted to go, like, car side camping with a, a baby, like what you would do with them. But, I mean, it's just one more thing. Um, that you like one more safe place that you can put them in, like if you were camping. But anyway, so we have it set up in our kitchen because uh, we don't have any other high chair at the moment. And but we really like it anyway, so that's not you know a, a big deal. And um, but yeah, so we put him in this high chair sitting at our kitchen table, and he can sit there and play with his toys and bang his hands around, and it's a great time. He fits in it well. Yeah, yeah, it's good if we're eating or we play a lot of board games on the kitchen table so he can hang out and be with us. And sometimes he's satisfied being there so that he's near us, but we don't have to hold him. Right. Yeah. Uh, so another big thing that happened during this month was Nana came to visit. Chris's mom came for her first meeting of Jamie. Woo-hoo. That was a lot of fun, too. Yeah. Jamie really enjoyed it. Yeah, so she spent two weeks here, and 
for uh, a lot of the days to me, it just felt like having like a live in nanny because I would uh, work from home like I have been doing and she would entertain and take care of Jamie and then just kind of give him back to me when he needed to eat. And it worked out really well because he got more attention and more entertainment. And then, uh, you know, I got to still do my work and obviously it's nice for Jamie to spend time with other adults, other family, and just, uh, you know, have attention from other people so that he can get a little bit more socialization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was great to have her here and show her, you know, our lifestyle. Um, she got to see our house, which she hadn't seen yet. Um, and, you know, yeah, just to take her on her very first hike, took her on a couple hikes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was great. I don't think she questioned are not wanting a um, a stroller the whole time she was here. She kind of got yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think that ever came up. Yeah, she got it and embraced it, and it just doesn't it yeah. just doesn't fit with our lifestyle. It doesn't yeah. make sense because most of the time, you know, if we're like out on a hike or something, like you can't bring a stroller anyway. Yeah, we very rarely walk places where a stroller would be conducive to the situation. Yeah, it's just like like we do a lot of hills if we're walking in our neighborhood, just because that's how it is out here near Seattle and we hike if we're walking any distance. And then the other place we walk is the dog park, which is all gravel. So that's right. It wouldn't be great for us. So unless you get like anyway. some super fancy, like thousand dollar stroller with suspension. You, know? <laughs> you can roll down a gravel <laughs> path. Stroller. But yeah, plus it'd be annoying. Yeah. So our next baby care. So we're using the tactical baby gear carrier right now. That's our favorite. And it just like works out well for his size and everything. And he seems to be the most comfortable in it. But our next one that we're moving up to is called the mini niece. And he probably, we've tried it out, um, but he should be sizing up to that really soon. He's just supposed to have like enough head control, be able to like sit up by himself. So we're like almost there. Yeah. I'm really excited about that one because it'll put his weight on my shoulders instead of, you know, hanging Hang off front. your chest. Does but, him a lot better. Um, Sometimes, currently, if he's, like, upset, I'll, like, pick him up and put him on my shoulders, not in any carrier. I'll just hold him there. And usually it makes him stop crying, and he really likes, you know, playing with my hair. And I think it's because he becomes, like, so high up, you know, that it's fun for him. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah, I'm really excited to, to put him up there and see what happens, see what that's like. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'll have a lot of fun in that carrier, and it'll just be easier on our bodies. So that'll be good. Um, so also this month, um, we've done a couple house projects. Even though we have a baby in the house, we want to keep making this place nicer. So we are replacing our backsplash. It was basically just really old, ugly tile. Um, we're not sure how long it's been here, but we didn't like it. So one night I just decided to start ripping it out and then we realized we have to take the drywall out too. So we did that and that part ended up taking maybe like a week because we, like I started taking it out on like a Tuesday and that was like probably not the best time, but I just wanted to kickstart the project. So it happened. So between, you know, everything else in life, we just started doing that too and eventually got all of the drywall out. Didn't oh uh, we smelled rat pee behind the wall, but I think that was like the biggest hiccup. Mm-hmm. And like you, you know, we had already had extermination work done when we moved in, so it wasn't anything like we had to address right then. It was just that we wanted to cover it up pretty quickly. Yeah. So um, our attic and crawl space um, were infested with rodents before we bought our house, and that was 
um, like you know, the first thing. Yeah, that, that, we did. <clears throat> that came to light in the the homeowner inspection before we bought. And so anyway, it became part of the deal. You know, like we buy the house, then you know, all this work will have to be done. Yeah, but um, we got money off to compensate for that. So they uh, did a really great job uh, for the inclusion to get rid of the the rodents, and then we had to have all of the insulation replaced. Um, so when we took the drywall off in the kitchen, it just, you know, gained access to part of the wall that they could not have accessed, um, from the crawl space of the attic where the rodents must have previously been living. Um, so it just smelled a little funky. Um, so yeah, so we, we covered that up pretty quickly. Yeah. We just got some new drywall, cut it to fit in our spots, screwed that in. And then Chris did all the spackle and sanding, and then we both painted it um, within a few days after that. Yeah, and actually it turned out um, really nice. So you're supposed to let um, the paint and even probably even the spackle technically um, cure for about four weeks before you cover it up with anything else like tile um, or laminate or anything else. So that's the, the stage that we're in right now. I wanted to... Um, to paint the wall, you know, the, the new drywall, the same color as like the surrounding wall. So that way, um, if we, you know, if we didn't bring the tile to exactly the same line that it previously was, then we didn't have to worry about like, you know, doing touch up with, you know, and then like painting a line next to the tile without touching the tile. It just seemed like a better idea to just paint the wall and then wait for it to cure and then put the tile on on top of that. And then you'll have the straves line possible. Yeah. So, so that's what we're doing, waiting for the, the paint, paint to cure, cure and then we can put the tile on, yeah. but it's, it's pretty close to done. Um, yeah. So that's been a good project. We also added an outlet. Well, we changed ours to GFCI and then we added another outlet. Yeah. Um, so now that's up to current code, which is great. And then the outlet we added have, um, two fast charging USBs built into it. And so a lot of people tr like charging their phone, you know, like on the kitchen counter, especially like guests and stuff. I don't, it just probably just seems like a safe, but like centrally located area. So I decided like, Oh, Hey, we'll just like put this one in, you know, off to the side a little bit and then it'll be conducive to guest use too. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, so we have a little charge station set up. We also try to not have our phones in our bedrooms or if they are, put them on airplane mode. So uh, that lets us like just charge them out in the kitchen to keep them away from where we sleep and not disturb it with the cell signals and everything. Right. So, and most of the time they're on um, airplane mode anyway. Yeah, yeah, if it's nighttime. Kitchen. Yeah. Mm -mm. But yeah, so we got that project yeah, on so on the way, and then super excited to finish that. We were going, we were planning on installing uh, a half bath um, in our house. We had this this space yeah. that we we thought where it would fit, and so while we were um, so just to catch everybody up, we only have one full bath in our house, and we realized, you know, when we got the house, that like, man, you know, we're gonna have this baby, so then we'll want more bathrooms because of everyone visiting. But then on top of that, like it's just nice to have more bathrooms, makes your house more valuable. So our initial idea was to add the half bath. So but we're going to add the half bath um, close to our garage, which is the opposite end of the house as the bedrooms in our current bathroom. So then it was like, oh, okay. So, you know, the half bath would just be like 
you know, easier to access from the rooms where you're hanging out in most. Um, so we thought that made a lot of sense. So we, when we were uh, doing the construction on the surrounding rooms, we kind of like planned out this area that we thought the half bath would go. And I installed a pocket door and we planned out, you know, the electrical and everything. And, and so I even ran that uh, while we were in that, the, the other walls were open because it just made sense. Um, so anyway, so fast forward, um, I, so I hung the pocket door and then just like closed the pocket door. Um, because at least it made like the kitchen space look nice and complete. And then we just had this like undone kind of closet at the time that we were waiting to do. So I didn't want it to be like, I knew it wouldn't be done before Jamie was born in May and that was okay because it, it, it wasn't scheduled to be done before then. Um, but I didn't want to look at this unfinished project all the time. So at least if I had the door there, then I could just close the door, you know, and then the kitchen looked like it was complete. But anyway, so now that he's, you know, four months old, um, we should have done this earlier, but, uh, anyway, so we, we called a a plumber out, um, who we actually trust, you know, very well. And so they came out and, you know, we told them the idea and everything and showed them the spaces and, you know, I asked how much they would want just to run the lines and then we would, you know, install the fixtures and finish the drywall and everything like that. And so the pricing was reasonable, but he told us that, um, it wasn't big enough to conform to our local code. So technically we would need to move the wall over like another foot. And so as it was, it backed up to the backside (laughs) of our chimney. Um, you know, that's like in our front room. So we would have to tear out the chimney and patch the hole in the roof and then move the, like the garage man door over about a foot, just to add this half bath and get that one more foot of, you know, depth in the bathroom so that it was the code. So that seemed like a massive amount of work to do just add a half bath. So we decided that if we were going to spend all that time and money for a bathroom addition, then we might as well have a full bath instead of just a half bath. Get more value out of it. Get more value out of it um, for us and for, you know, future homeowners and value, you know. So anyway, so I decided to turn the area that we had uh, earmarked for a half bath. We're going to turn that into a, a really cool closet. Um, so it'd be like the fanciest closet ever because it's got like outlets in there pocket and a, door. a pocket door <laughs> and like all this, you know, crazy stuff and like, you know, nice hardwood floor. And anyway, uh, it's going to have built in shelves. It's going to be like the sweetest, fanciest closet ever. And <laughs> we're going to have to uh, figure out how to add a, a full bath addition under our house somewhere else. So that's, that's what we're going to be working yeah. on. Soon. So listen to future months and, See if we figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> We're still working on what we want to do. Yeah. But yeah, so that uh, closet's in progress now too. So yes. we're going to patch that all up and get it to good use. Um, all right. So back to Jamie. Um, we, we, yeah, we got some cool stuff going on because since he's over four months old, we, well, I guess even in the three to four month range, um, is like when a lot of babies start eating food. So I did some reading and I found out that babies' digestive systems can't really like pull nutrients from a lot of the foods that we give them initially and almost any food at his age. We really don't 
have a mature enough digestive system to pull the nutrients until five to six months. Um, but you know, it's kind of fun to give your baby food and we'd already been giving him vitamins and stuff. So we decided in the past few weeks in that three to four month range that, um, we were going to give him a couple new things. So the first thing was a, like little pieces of mushy avocado. And I think the first time we did that was at five stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we got avocado toast and we just kind of like gave him some pieces of it. Um, and then the next thing was soft boiled egg yolk. And we gave him that just recently, like closer to the four month mark. Yeah. And previously we had given him uh, coconut oil, which was yeah. obviously pretty simple because it's just melted coconut oil. Yeah. It's just like a saturated fat. Um, so he just like took a teeny bit of that. Yeah. And um, he takes elderberry pretty regularly. Mm-hmm. So it's a, just elderberry syrup and it's mixed with oh. like some fall spices and maple syrup. But it was pretty funny to watch him eat the egg and the avocado because yeah. he would make this funny foot, funny face, not necessarily like a sour face or anything, but he would just make this, like confused. this funny face and then the food would like make its way to the front of his mouth, you know, and we're like, no, no, it's gone the wrong way. <laughs> like it goes the other way. Yeah. So it's so funny to watch him like try to eat non-liquid things because he doesn't understand yet how to get food back to swallow it you know everything he eats is liquid so it just goes back easily but this you have to like maneuver around your mouth and it's so funny to see that oh and he doesn't have any teeth yet uh Mm. that's another update um his teeth are probably coming in but we haven't seen anything yet yeah yeah uh but yeah so that was a new fun thing on the food front but otherwise just 100 percent breast milk all the time for this kid and generally he doesn't like bottles um there's one day where he let chris give him one with minimal complaints yeah but otherwise it's pretty terrible yeah it's it's quite a disaster we'll like well i'll like have chris try to give him a bottle and he just throws a complete fit gets super upset and then he's like you know he's really needy the rest of the day and like it's funny because the next time he eats from me He's like suctioned on. He's like, no breaks. Like, I'm going to eat until this breast is empty, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so he really funny. appreciates it. Exactly. <laughs> Once you give him the plastic. If you take it away, it. then he's like, oh man, I don't want that to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> he's like a super good eater then. But he's becoming really mobile. Yeah, movement wise, this kid, he rolls over the second you put him down on his back, rolls over to his belly, almost always to the left. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of either wiggles around like a clock. Sometimes he moves backwards. So he's like kind of crawling. Like he moves, but it's not like full on crawling or anything like that yet. And yeah, it's just really interesting to see him develop physically. He must be getting like really strong abs because he does like leg lifts and bicycles and everything all day long. I saw him do figure four the other day. Yeah, yeah, like that stretch. He'll suck on his feet, which I didn't know if he was too chubby to do that. (laughs) Clearly he can still do it. Yep. Yeah, he's quite the fluffy kid. uh, He's like over 18 pounds now, but uh, Mm. yeah, lots of fat. He is one healthy kiddo. Mm -hmm. And then sleep-wise, so in this – in this time frame is when most babies go through, is it the third or fourth developmental leap? If you follow like the Wonder Weeks app, I want to say it's a third one. Um, but so it's like a mental leap where they're kind of like regress 
but then they, once the leap is over, they are progressed a lot where they can do a lot more things physically and understand things mentally. Um, part of the leap is the final like vision development. So he can now see as far as we can, which is pretty cool. I think it's still sharpening up, but like he can see the distance that adults can. And uh, so that was like pretty interesting to go through because from seven weeks, he slept through the night. And then I think it was about 16 weeks that ended. And he started waking up like around 3 a.m., give or take. And then we, we were kind of stunned because he had, you know, been sleeping through the night so much where he would sleep like eight or so hours. And then it was gone. Yeah. <laughs> Last night, I felt like he woke up about 12 times. I'm sure it wasn't actually that. Yeah. But. Yeah. I know he's still better than a lot of babies because he does still sleep through the night sometimes. But sometimes he has nights where he wakes up once or twice. Sometimes it's just to, like, we have to put him back to sleep, kind of, like, put his binky in and shush him back to sleep. And then sometimes he keeps waking up, so I have to feed him in the middle of the night. Um, but this week, it's been getting back to kind of just, like, um like putting him back to sleep real quick and then he doesn't eat until like five or six AM, which is which is better. Yeah. And he's becoming ticklish, which is fun, you know, to hear his little yeah. belly laughs. Oh giggles. Um last night I was tickling his tummy and he was laughing at me over and over again <laughs> every time I would do it. Yeah. So, he's really cool. Squirmy little kid too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got baby farts, we got baby squirms. It's almost bedtime over here, but uh, yeah, he's he's doing really well. We are definitely very proud and excited for him. Oh, and uh, also, this month would have been the month that he would have gone to daycare. Um, that's like what we reserved for him and what we planned for. Um, since I was like in my first trimester, actually, you have to reserve really early around here, uh, just because there's a lot of other people doing the same thing. I guess there's a lot of young families. Mm -hmm. So we reserved a spot for him at this Montessori school and it's right across the street from Chris's work. So we thought that'd be really convenient for dropping him off. But as we got closer, we learned that they have all these requirements that you have to do, which is like normal for daycares and everything. Um, but his requirements, like he has to go with two binkies every day and he has to have this special sleep sack and his milk has to be all like, it's certain bottles, like done up in a certain way with a certain label. Four changes of clothes. Yeah, four changes of clothes every day. Uh, you can't use reusable diapers. You have to send them in a disposable. Um, and then you, what annoyed us most, I guess, was that you had to fill out this app and you have to say like all this info about him every single day. Like the last time he pooped and peed, his temperature that morning, like how much he slept, all these things. And we realized that all this trouble to we would have to go to and then also be paying per month. Like it just wasn't worth it for us. Our schedule of taking care of him as we are with we're both working like a heavy part time schedule. Um, that kind of works out better. Yeah. So right now I still work three days a week, uh, usually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Chelsea will work at home if she can, those days while watching Jamie. Um, but then she'll work exclusively Thursday and Friday, and then I'll watch in those two days. And so that schedule seems to be working for us, um, at least so far. So we can make it work, you know, financially, which is obviously the most important. Yeah. So I think we're going to take this time to really 
appreciate you know the, the time we have with our little baby here because we're probably only going to have one so we want to enjoy that time while it lasts yeah yeah it's been really nice i feel really lucky that he gets to be like 100 percent in our care and it's really good for him it, i think the final thing that made me decide not to send him to daycare was realizing how much he hated drinking from a bottle and i didn't want to put him through like a shock therapy just to have him be at daycare and take a small load off of us when clearly just enjoys being at home. Even if we can't pay attention to him every second, he's still very well cared for just at home with us. Yeah. And so um, as he gets through this leap, he's been, you know, being more tolerant to the bottle. Um, I had that one uh, time where he ate the whole thing without, you know, any fuss. And that was really great. But then like the last one I tried to give him, he ate, about two thirds of it. And then he realized, Oh, wait a minute. I don't like this. And then he started, you know, throwing a fit. <laughs> um, so I've been working with him, um, on it, trying to get him more acclimated and, you know, able to actually take a bottle. Cause obviously that's something that's good to, to have, but yeah, I'm, I don't think that we should necessarily just give him a daycare and they're just going to let him scream until he's willing to, to take it. I don't know. Yeah, it just seemed like too much. Yeah. You know, it'd be a lot of stress on him. So, so we're going to avoid that. Yeah. It's not it's not the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for listening. I think, uh, I think it's going pretty well. And send us a message if you're listening to say that you like or don't like, you know, what we're talking about. Oh, one more thing, too. It was really great. Um, recently, he was sitting in his chair and I was standing in front of him, looking at him. And he looked past me, and he was looking at our dog. And he got this big smile as he was looking at our dog. And it made <laughs> me really feel good inside that he actually appreciated, you know, these animals that are always Yeah, he likes around. his pets. It's nice. Yeah. It's pretty cool. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. We'll All right. Have a good one. <laughs>